And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on Today's Experience. It's fantastic, phenomenal, always fun, usually somewhat fascinating Friday as we head into the weekend, not being afraid even if the earth gives way or the mountains fall into the seas because our help comes from the Lord. First, you have heard me say that left to our own devices, despite what lying politicians and lying media say, we would destroy ourselves. For those who disagree, you just called Jesus a liar. But the world is not in charge. God is. He won't allow deranged people or any other outside force to destroy the earth one second before he determines it to be so. He controls all things for the sake of his own. Next, we briefly examine two legends in the Old Testament. We capture their images in our mind because of how they handled their situations when the odds were against them. Our first example had to rely on a pile of rocks. (laughs) On a pile of rocks. The other example is an unlikely hero who God kept gutting his supplies. And then God commanded him to get the job done anyway. That seems impossible, but it seems that way on purpose. And finally, oh my, there is so much going on. How will we keep track of it all? We can make a priority list to keep everything in line. That's right. We need to keep our ducks in a row. After all, somebody has to carry the water. What do you mean by relax? Would Jesus say such a rude thing like relax? What do you mean he did? Well, I'm not sure what he meant by that, but I I sure do identify with Martha She's a hard worker just like me. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations, spiritual observations. My life's insanities and oive, so much more. Just so much more. How much more? A lot. Just a lot. We're asking you, what do you think? You can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us at 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, you'll end up talking to Captain Chris. You won't win the lottery, but you will be... All right, now keep in mind, it's not professional radio, it's just radio. And because of that, you can pretty much ask what you want. I mean, that's how we do it. Here's the bottom line to this. It's not a kvetch fest or a place just to go, wee, wee, wee. 
yeah, we get plenty of places to do that, and you probably do that at home as it is. And if you do it on other radio shows, that's cool. We're just trying to encourage one another for a 90-minute spot where we're trying to say, let's go, let's be firm in the Lord, let's be strong in our relationship with the Lord, let's move forward. That's our goal. If you have a thought, a question, an opinion, or a comment, we want you to be able to share it. If you've got a praise report or a prayer request, we want you to be able to share that as well. If you've got an answer to Bible trivia— what kind of Bible trivia? Well, this kind of Bible trivia. Who met Jesus in the wilderness where Jesus had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights? Ha! You're thinking that's in relationship to the last uh, the last segment. No, it's not. <laughs> it was an accident. Well, sure, it was an accident. If you think you know the answer to that, who met Jesus in the wilderness, you can call us at 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. And then you can also send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. You can do all three or one of the three or none of the three. It's entirely up to you. Al has asked this challenge. Al has thrown, thrown down the gauntlet because it's his birthday. Okay. Tomorrow, it's his birthday. He said, for a birthday present, I challenge people who are listening to the show to send in $25. What do you think of that? And when he first wrote that, I had to text him back and said, $25 for you (laughs) or for $25 for the show? I was just kidding when I did that. All right, somebody's calling in. (laughs) We do have fun, don't we? You might as well have fun. I mean, when the buzzer goes, we're going to have lots of fun, so you might as well enjoy it. Uh, are we uh, ready for an answer here? Okay. okay. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. Hey, How are you Gary. doing? Awesome. How are you doing, my brother? All right. All right. This is not difficult, but I thought it was interesting because I actually did not plan this one in connection with my last segment, which was talking about Jesus being tempted in the desert. That's why I think that's funny. Uh, Who met Jesus in the wilderness where Jesus had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights? Satan the devil. That is correct, Amanda! And one of the things that we don't, it doesn't get talked a lot about because it's kind of hard to understand, but at one point Jesus gets taken up to this high point and showing all the kingdoms of the world. It's like, how did that happen? <laughs> I, just don't yeah. get I just don't get I mean, there's some things that I get and some things that I scratch my head and go, wow, that must have been something right there. Excellent. And then the, and then the angels came after it was over with. They came and administered to him. That's exactly right because he, you know what? That was, I bet that was as draining as draining can be, right? Yeah, it Especially, was probably difficult. Yeah, I, that would not be easy. And he got through. He did not fail, but that, that probably took a lot out of him. So it's like, yep, then, then the Lord sent angels to minister to him. That's excellent notes, uh, secondary note on that. Great job on that, Gary. Excellent. Thank you. All right. I'll keep praying for you. Thank you, bro. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So, great job. Love Gary. All right. So, I'm going to show you something. Now, look, you know, sometimes I get a little uh, spicy. <laughs> is that is that a fair word, spicy? When we're talking about the media, that's spicy, right? It's, yeah. And politicians, right? Because politicians, you know, politics, poly, many, ticks, blood-sucking insects, and then media making everyone dumber in America. So, yeah, I'm real favorable towards those guys. Oh, sure I am. I like Elijah what he said. If it wasn't for the the other king, I wouldn't even look at you. That's what he said to one of the kings. (laughs) One of God's chosen kings. If it wasn't for this other guy, I wouldn't even look at you. (laughs) 
I'm waiting for somebody who's big enough of a prophet to say that to a politician. You know what? If it wasn't for this other guy, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even look at you. If you sneezed, I wouldn't even say God bless you. Anyway, let's go back to this. Matthew chapter 24, verses 21 and 22 says this, For then there will be a great tribulation, such has not been from the beginning of the world and until now, no and never will be. And if those days had not been cut short, no human being would be saved. <laughs> Wait, what? But for the sake of the elect, those days will be cut short. All right, now. This is a very popular text. I'll read it again. And I'll talk about some of the different elements. For then there will be a great trip. Then there will be, not a great, then there will be great tribulation, such as has not been from the beginning of the world until now, no and never will be. And if those days had not been cut short, no human being would be saved. For the sake of the elect, those days will be cut short. A lot of people make reference to this directly believing this is the Great Tribulation, the seven-year uh, period, attaching it to the Daniel prophecy of uh, 70 weeks. Okay, There's another group of people that don't do that, Okay, but there's another people that do do that. Here's the text, whether you do that or not. No human being would survive if God did not intervene. That's the text. Now, however that formula works for you, I want – I've got Captain Chris right here. I want him to verify that on this piece of paper is a small clip from a newspaper. Can you see that, that small little clip? It is accurate. Okay. Here is the clip. I read this many, many moons ago. Twice during the week – this is an actual report. Twice during the week of June 6, 1980 – Computers in the United States Air Defense Network sent out false signals that a Soviet missile attack was underway. U.S. forces prepared for counterattacks before the errors were discovered. The malfunction, malfunction was finally traced to an electronic component worth 46 cents. Okay. Now, we have redundancies and so on and so forth. So we understand that. But a less than 50 cent component almost launched a world war that was in 1980 okay 40 years ago how many times do you think we've almost messed up in the last 40 years where that would go a little bit more and beyond only god determines the moment here, a 46-cent component almost blew it for us. The key to remember is that the world affairs left unchecked would destroy the world. I mean, I, I have this vision. I know it's, it's not accurate, but it's funny. Where God has this bottle of heavenly crazy glue and he just squirts it on the earth <laughs> so that the earth doesn't go... And because God has people that he's pulling towards himself, it says for the sake of the elect, for the sake of God's people, God keeps saying, not yet, not yet. Now, there is a point where he doesn't say that. There is a point where he goes, now. But that is not at this particular moment as of yet. But I want you to be aware of something. In all of the rearranging of the world you know, catastrophic events and all the things that man's involved with and nature's involved with, everything that's going on, nothing escapes the plan of God. Nothing, not one thing, 
Okay? All right. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Taking a short break, then we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Have you ever wanted to get involved with a ministry that promotes Jesus Christ as Lord, but just don't know how? Serving in ministry is a matter of devotion, time, and talent. Are you looking for a place to try and test the waters? Do you want to get involved? Come join the Ambassadors Initiative. Be an ambassador for the David Spoon Experience. It doesn't pay great. Actually, it doesn't pay anything. But the eternal benefits are out of this world. Be a representative. Why not? It couldn't hurt. Well, we hope not anyway. You don't need to be a professionally qualified minister. You need to have a pulse. By that, we mean you need to have a heart. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Fill out the form and we will reach out to you. Sorry. No parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Do you know how you keep going? Do you know how you keep putting one foot in front of the other? Do you know how you don't give up? Do you know how you don't quit even though you want to quit? You fix your eyes on Jesus. You see with God. When Peter went out of that boat and stepped on that water, there is no natural principle in the world, in, in, in any normal universe, that would allow Peter to walk on water. But he did one thing well. He looked at Jesus. And as he was looking at Jesus, the Bible says he walked on the water. He looked at his situation just focusing at Jesus. Then he took his eyes off of Jesus, and he saw the winds and the waves, and he sank. He lost the correct attitude when he stopped seeing with Jesus in the picture. Whatever you see, whatever you face, whatever you encounter, do not see it or face it in the natural. For we walk by faith and not by sight. So everything you see, you must insert the picture of Jesus. The David Spoon Experience. If Jesus Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. As we get ready for our next trivia question, a very easy question. Do you know? We're not even going to give you a buzzer. This is as easy. This is on the top 10. This is like four. Okay, this is pretty easy. Who was Mary's husband? That's it. Who was Mary's husband? If you think you know the answer, 
Al, Al is just, it's his birthday tomorrow. You can tell by what he's answering. Uh, and by the way, Al has put a challenge out there to say happy birthday to Al for tomorrow, a $25 donation to the ministry. I like it. I mean, of course I like it. That sounds brilliant. Uh, if you think you know the answer, who was Mary's husband? Uh, uh, you can call 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. Or you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. I am warning you, I have... Top level jokes. No, not not just jokes. Okay, top. Le- you better get ready to have all those extra buzzer things. They are all really good. How about that? Okay, back to the trivia question. Just make sure you guys get it. Who was Mary's husband? Don't tell me it's not worth answering. You need to be able to answer every single question on a regular basis. Why? So that that's the stuff that's in your mind. That's why. All right. Here's the the the. You know. We were talking about that, or I was just listening to that fill before we get to these jokes. And you know where it says, you know, it couldn't hurt in the in the fill. And then I was thinking that actually comes from an old Jewish joke where the doctor tells the guy, I'm sorry, uh, you don't have much time. And he said, oh, what do I do? He said, take these aspirin. And he goes, was that going to help? He goes, couldn't hurt. <laughs> See, come on. Come on, you like that one. <laughs> couldn't hurt. Oh, thank you. All right. There you go. Is that one of the top shelf jokes? <laughs> These are top shelf right here. We're going to call that. These top shelf. If you throw a red stone into a blue sea, what will it become? Wet. Come on. Okay, I'll give you that one. How can a man go eight days without sleeping? No problem. He sleeps at night. Come on. Come on. All right. This is great. These couple are great. I don't care what anybody says. How can you lift an elephant with one hand? You will never find an elephant that has one hand. Ah, waka, waka. That's so funny. Come on. All right. How about this one? How can you drop a raw egg onto a concrete floor without it cracking? Any way you want. Concrete floors are very hard to crack. <laughs> See? <laughs> okay. All right. Here you go. <laughs> That's so good. All right. If you had three apples and four oranges in one hand and four apples and three oranges in the other hand, what would you have? Very large hands. <laughs> Come on. Those are good. Did you like those? Okay. All right. I thought they were good. Okay, I'm Chris that they were okay. All right. Fine. Uh, trivia question. Who was Mary's husband? Straightforward. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770 is the call. 214-210-8483. That is the text. And then David at hemusincrease.org. And you're thinking, why would you tell just ridiculous jokes like that? Because they make me laugh. That, that would be... <laughs> Couldn't hurt. Yeah, that's there you go. There, see, you should give yourself a brum bum. Good job. Very nice. Okay. All right, let's talk about the rocks guy. Okay. First Samuel 17, 45 through 47. You know, I'm not going to go too far deep, but just listen to the story and try and recognize that these examples for us in scripture, there's a reason 
for these examples. There's a purpose to them. There is a reason that Holy Writ is the way it is. There's a reason there's 39 in the Old Testament and 27 in the New. There's a reason why people are referred to multiple times in Scripture. It's not by accident. There's purpose behind it. First Samuel chapter 17, verse 45 through 47, David replied to the Philistine, you come to me with sword, spear, and javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Today, I will conquer you. And I will kill you and cut off your head. And then I will give the dead body of your men to the birds and wild animals. And the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. <laughs> Listen to that. Verse 47. And everyone assembled there here will know that the Lord rescues his people, but not with sword and spear. This is the Lord's battle. And he will give you to us. <laughs> it's just like, wow. If you are a Bible-believing, born-again Christian, you should be just like going, yes, yes. First and foremost, the Philistine was mocking David, mocking Israel, and scattering fear into the entire group. Okay, get to that? Into the entire group. And David calls him out and says, you come to me with sword, spear, and javelin. He's saying, you know what? We're in a fight, and you come to me with the normal weapons, the weapons that one would anticipate would help you win the war. The difference between you and I is I come in the name of the Lord of heaven. And when you face an issue, a situation, a circumstance, instead of with the weaponry of the world, and you face that circumstance with the weaponry of God himself, you have already won before the battle engages. And then you think, well, how is that possible? It's because then it becomes God's battle. And I, I just— Want to? I want to communicate that David, in his process, right? You've got Goliath. He's a big guy. They some say nine two, others say nine six. Right? Big guy. So I mean, nine feet, big guy. I mean, you still think Shaquille O'Neal's big? Put on another two feet, and then that's big, right? He's got all the weaponry, right? David goes and finds smooth stones. Some people say it was five stones for preparation. Some people say it was five stones because he had Goliath had four brothers. I don't know. I don't care. It doesn't matter. He had stones. Goliath had the weapons of the world. The difference in the circumstance was simply this. David believed that God was fighting the battle. And when you face something and you try to do it in your own strength, guess what happens? It it not only does it drain you, and and you know, like Gary was saying, he was he was ministered by angels. Jesus after that temptation. Not only does does trying to find uh, fight something in your own strength drain you, you often fail. And you think, well, you know, sometimes I win. Yeah, I know. But sometimes you fail, and some of those failures are big. And God allows you to go through that process so that you won't depend on yourself, but that you will be dependent on him. Now, it's hard for us to think in the, in the strategies or the wisdoms of God. In fact, if you want to really do yourself a favor, I haven't really told you to do this before, but I'm going to tell you to do it right now. 
I would ask you to read one thing in the NLT, New Living Translation. Read the last four verses of Romans 11 in the NLT if you want to do yourself a favor. And then you find out immediately God's methods are not your methods. You just like go, "Uh uh-oh. Right. God does things differently. He took a shepherd boy— and a shepherd boy who did kill the lion and did kill the bear, protecting the sheep, and he used him to kill the most powerful army figure on the planet. And he did it with a rock. <laughs> it's just like, wait, what? <laughs> In our society, we would do it with a nucleo- nuclear thermogenic multibomb or something, right? David did it with a rock. <laughs> Just like, what? But that's when you know it's God. When it just cannot be resolved, it cannot be fixed in these normal circumstances. I just do not have the capacity. Something miraculous has to happen. That's exact. Only David, when he approached it, did it, did something that we don't. He spoke that faith. He exercised that faith. He believed that. So this is the challenge when you look at somebody like that in the Old Testament. Do you believe that in you facing your Goliath, whatever it is, whether it's personal sin, whether it's a, whether it's a relationship, whether it's finances, whether it's health, whether it's uh, oriented towards your, your mental well-being or your emotional well-being, whatever that Goliath is that you face, do you believe you are facing that alone or do you exercise faith and stand in that God is with you in the battle and that the battle is actually, as a child of the Most High God, as a kid of the kingdom, is not yours, but God's? And then you just answer, has God ever lost? Like, nope. (laughs) Like, nope, okay, nope, 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 that was fast, okay. Here's the thing. That's there for an example for you and I. And isn't it amazing that David is throughout the scriptures? I mean, throughout, you know, the from 1 Samuel all the way back down to, to Revelation. Isn't it amazing? Made, made reference to in the book of Revelation to one of the churches. Isn't it amazing that God says, look at that story for a reason? That's how I will stand with you if you have faith like that. Oh my goodness, I want that. I want that faith. Don't you want that? I want that. I want to be able to go, yeah, you come at this and this. I come to you in the name of the Lord. And then just watch God waste them out. Yeah, there you go. I think that's fantastic. But what it is is faith. Do we have the faith to believe that it's God's battle when we yield it unto him and do it in his name and honor? That's the question. It's pretty straightforward. All right. Uh, trivia, the answer, uh, who uh, was the husband, who was Mary's husband, and that was Joe, Jos, Joseph, Joseph, that was who it was. Okay, thank you, Chris, I appreciate that. All right, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Take a short break, then we'll come back. Don't go anywhere. is the David Spoon Experience. 
Ladies and gentlemen, it's been my privilege in my past. I've been a Christian for a short time, only about 40 years. But when I was in my first year, I had a chance to meet James Robeson, who had a chance to pray for my brother and myself. Uh, Very helpful at a very needful time as we were fighting our way out of a Christian cult. And uh, he prayed for clarity. And uh, it was just a pastor's gathering in Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, I have the privilege again of interviewing one of what what I consider to be one of the great men of God who are still with us on this planet. And I just want to give a wholehearted welcome and open door and open heart to James Robeson. Uh, thank you, sir, for being a part of our show and a part of our audience. Well, David, it's a pleasure to join with you, and I'm grateful that praying together was uh, meaningful to you and a, a very important part and point in your life. So just joy to be with you and your listeners. Now, David, can I just download what I believe is the heart of our Heavenly Father to your listeners for a few minutes? Yes, please, by all means. When I spoke to the leaders before the election, and I talked about the need, this is in Washington, there were nearly 2,000 pastors and church leaders there. And I said, I'm telling you, there are people right now who are being captivated by the Jesus they see in some of our lives. And I said, listen to me. We have a fatherless nation, desperately in need of a father. If we, as believers, as Christians, who have the perfect father, if we would show people clearly what the family of the perfect father looks like, I believe the fatherless would run to the father and the father's house. And I believe that. I said that to the president of the United States. I said, sir, your children say you're a good father. Eric Trump happened to be sitting by me when I first said that. Eric said, he's a great father. I said, well, he may be, but that doesn't mean he's flawless. I do believe that we need a father, and I believe we can pray and God can raise up people that have a father's heart. And so I began to emphasize the church revealing what the father's like. Now, listen to me. We as believers comprise the body of Christ, the body of born-again, baptized into Christ believers who are born from above. We have a perfect Heavenly Father who reveals His will. He's not willing that any should perish. He said, you call on me, and I'll heal your land. Now listen to me. Christian believers, we're not looking for a champion. We've got one. He's the only one that rides the white horse. We're not looking for a king. We have a king. The king of kings, the Lord of lords, that's Jesus. He holds kings in his hand. Our king, our shepherd, our father said, come to me as my family, and you ask me to heal your land in desperate need of healing. You come in humility. You come knowing I'm the only one that can heal, and I can use imperfect vessels to accomplish my perfect will. I always have. I always will. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Here you go on your next trivia question. Who were the first two disciples that Jesus called who were fishing in the Sea of Galilee at the time? Just talked about this two days ago. Who were the first two disciples that Jesus called who were fishing in the Sea of Galilee 
at the time. Who were they? Okay, who were the first two disciples that Jesus called who were fishing in the Sea of Galilee at the time? If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. You can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. James, uh, sorry, uh, Al strikes first, and I want to say something about Al. It's his birthday tomorrow. We don't know what number that is. <laughs> we'll just leave that there. But he has thrown out the gauntlet, a challenge, saying that if you want to give him a birthday present, send tw- he did it. I didn't do it. I got the text. He'll f- verify it. They sent $25 to the ministry as a gift, gift present, uh, present gift, gift, pre- whatever. <laughs> present gift, gift present, birthday present. Send $25 to the ministry. You just go on the website, fill it out, blah, 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 $25. He's asking people to do that. Okay. All right. What's mm-hmm. his cut? Huh? What's his cut? <laughs> That's that's the kind of text I would have expected from him. I would have said, I think he would have said, I want twenty percent plus. <laughs> uh, trivia question, boy. I know I can talk. I I know I can do it because my wife tells me I talk too much. Uh, who were the first? And then apparently I can't dress. How is that when you're while you're walking out the door and she looks at you and turns her head? What's do I look dumb? Well, no, not dumb. Like stupid? No, but it's not your best. What does that mean? That is not a good sign, is it? I mean, that's a bad sign, right? Just wants what's best for you. Okay. <laughs> I am not a dressing aficionado. Uh, who were the first two disciples that Jesus called who were fishing in the Sea of Galilee at the time? You can. I got to do the website thing, so you can call nine seven two four four five. 0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. Send an email, David, at hemusincrease.org. We do want to encourage you to go to the website, not just for giving, though forgiving, not just for uh, the ambassador element, but we do want you to do that as well. And the ambassador element is simply a way to connect to the ministry where you can do things for the ministry, either pass things out or post things or send an email, whatever. We don't even have all of that together. We're working on that. That's what the doctorate's all about. And then also for praise report and prayer request, and also for a free app. Please go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. That is great. You see, now that, you cannot, I mean, that's compared to a spring and a bouncy thing. So you jumped off the the dock and then blew up, right? See how I can, that one was really good. Okay. Uh, oh, relax. Uh, history. Let's do history real quickly. Let's go. All right, uh, I don't know how to do this one. You know how yesterday we didn't have the best one, right? Okay. First of all, it's National Battery Day. Okay, well, that's oh, fine. I love batteries. You love batteries? I mean, so great. <laughs> I just, I don't even know. I don't even know how to comment to that. I love batteries. They're so great. Which one? The silver ones? The gold ones? Which oh, ones? Oh, I mean, I don't know if I could pick a favorite. They're like my children, David. Okay. <laughs> 
And uh, so now we know what's happened to Captain Chris after he blew up part of his brains right over in another place. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Today is Pluto Day. Uh, I... You know, that's at Lloyd's Observatory in Flagstaff, Arizona. I know it well. And then, again, still angry, still angry. Don't get mad at me. Still angry. They declassified it. All of our science projects, all of them, which had the sun and then the nine planets with the hangers, all of them are void. I just don't know. And then also, uh, it's uh, (laughs) Thumb Appreciation Day. I love having thumbs. Uh, what do you like more, batteries or thumbs? Oof, tough call. Okay. <laughs> That's great. In 1685 on this day, French explorer Robert de La Salle established the first settlement in Texas. People probably do not know that. 1885, Adventures of Huckleberry Finn is published. 1908, first United States postage stamp in coils issued today uh, were designed for use in a vending machine. And then this is my favorite because I'm a big, 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 big fan. In 1953, the first 3D movie opened. 1953. 53. I mean, this is like, really? They had 3D back then? Did you save your ticket stuff when you went? <laughs> not going to come into that. Thank you very much. Don't talk I'll be here me. all week. <laughs> yeah, I'll be here all week. Dark on Mondays. <laughs> trivia question is, what's trivia? who were the first two disciples that Jesus called who were fishing in the Sea of Galilee at the time? If you think you know the answer, is 972-445-0770. It's the number to call, 214-210-8483 is the text, and then david at hemustincrease.org. Could be one of the funniest lines I've ever heard. I love batteries. That's just like, wow. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. That was really funny. All right, uh, so the first we talked about David, and it's very inspiring, I think, to talk about David because David's just like, he's what a great guy. I mean, he had his problems, but he had some moments, he had some bold moments of faith that I just wish I had like a quarter or even an eighth of that, you know, be so cool. Here's the next guy, and this guy I feel sorry for. I'm sorry. I You read scripture, and sometimes you sit there and you think, I don't know how he did it. Uh, Judges chapter 7, verse 4 through 7. But then God told Gideon, there are still too many. Bring them down to the spring, and I will test them to determine who will go with you and who will not. When Gideon took his warriors down to the water, the Lord told him, divide the men into two groups. One In one group, put all those who cup, wa- who cup water in their hands and lap it up with their tongues like a dog. In the other group, put all those who kneel down and drink with their mouths in the streams. Only 300 of the men drank from their hands. All the other ones got down on their knees and drank with their mouths in the streams. Then the Lord told Gideon, with these 300 men, I will rescue you and give you victory over the Midianites. Send all the others home. You read this story, and you read it, and I've read it so many times, and I've examined it, and I've looked at it. And so the estimates of the army that, that, that Gideon was facing is about, it's probably most accurately to say about 120,000, though some people say 180,000, others say 240,000. Okay, fine. If it was just 30,000, if it was 20,000, it was 10,000, he's got 300 people. <laughs> I think people are not, like, getting. Okay, so he starts off with plenty. He ends up with 300. That's like, okay, you started off with 20 grand and now you're down to 30 bucks. And it's like, you think there's a difference there? Of course there's a difference there. And here's the irony behind it it was God who was eliminating the resource. 
It was God. Okay, everybody that's afraid, go home. Okay, there goes most of them. Okay, bye. Now we're going to separate. You got still got too many people. We got too many. We got 3,000 people. Okay, we're going to take it all the way down to 300. And those 300, we're going to use those 300 to defeat an army of 100,000 plus. What is this, a superhero show? It's like, come on. And the irony behind this moment is, first of all, Gideon did it. He needed a little help, by the way, for those that don't remember, that the Lord, he asked for a sign, the Lord gave it to him. He asked for another sign, the Lord gave him that one. He also heard people talking about him in a dream that they had. That also gave him confidence. So for all those people that are seeking the Lord to give affirmation, God doesn't say no to affirmation. That's not what he's saying no to. But look at the circumstance. God is the one that's depleting his resources. God is the one that says, you still have too many. Well, we just lost a third of them. You still got too many. What? How many people do you want me to do this with? 300. <laughs> I'm thinking, if I'm getting it, I'm thinking, come on, come on. Remember, we don't have airplanes. <laughs> Not, I'm trying to get you to see this. All you guys who've watched Lord of the Rings or you've watched uh, what are some of the other what are some other battle movies or whatever, and they show hordes and hordes of people. And uh, even if you watch like the you know the Avengers, hordes and hordes of people, fighting, hordes and hordes of people. Never, it's only been three hundred. <laughs> never, and it's like three hundred against much more. It's just like what. But the Lord sometimes puts us in a position where the resources that we have are absolutely impossible to cover the situation. Simply so that he can demonstrate that he's participating. He makes it so outrageous, you're like going, what is the first expression you'd say when you can't do it? Well, it's impossible. It would take a miracle. Exactly! That is exactly what God is trying to communicate to you and I. The solution to this problem will take a miracle. Right. That's exactly the way the Lord wants it. Why? Because then you know it's God. Okay? All right. Who were the first two disciples that Jesus called who were fishing in the Sea of Galilee at that time? The answer is Simon, who's also called Peter, and Andrew, his brother. Simon and Andrew were the first two. We'll get to the next two in the next trivia question. All right, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. 
no quid pro quo, nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. With his special guest today, focus on the family trauma specialist, Tim Sanford. People, as they try to sort this out, they, they, they go through this, uh, they, they go through maybe a litany or a list in their mind and try to evaluate, well, you know, is this this and is this this? And, and what you said right there is the key, that the core of our strength, the core of our ability to, to go on yet for another day in the midst of what we would consider to be uh, chaos, both uh, socially, politically, and, and in other realms, is the Lord. I mean, the Lord gives us the ability. I mean, until he blows that trumpet, we are not done. Exactly, and that's where we come back to people ask me, well, again, the why, why, why questions that people all across the U.S. are asking. And my best theological accurate answer I can give them is, I don't know. I don't stop there. That is an accurate answer. I finish my answer then by saying, here's what I do know. I know that God is still on his throne. I know that God knew what was going on. I don't know why he no I don't know why that here's what I do know God is a still a loving God he still is in charge here's what I do know here's what I do know here's what I do know The David Spoon experience Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. we got so much going on. So let me give you the challenges that have been thrown out. Then we'll do the trivia question. Then we'll do the teaching and all the other. So Al, it's his birthday tomorrow, so we gave him a nice birthday wish. <laughs> saying him happy birthday. And then he came back and said, we challenge, I challenge people on the show to list who listen to donate $25 to the ministry uh, in lieu of my birthday, which his birthday is tomorrow. And then Eric just came back and said, I challenge Al to match all of those. <laughs> Al, you don't have to do that. That would, <laughs> but I'm just saying. So if you want to give, you know you can go to hemustincrease.org and do so. That's cute. It's a cute way to do it. I mean, that's fun. Uh, all right. On uh, top of that, we are like in the very last segment and we're at like Friday, and it's like, I'm just happy we got 10 shows in in a row. It's been quite the four months. That's all I'm going to say. It's been quite the four months. Leave it there. Here's your trivia question. Who were the sons of Zebedee called sons of thunder that Jesus called to follow them? Who were the sons of Zebedee called sons of thunder? Basically, here's the question. Who were the sons of thunder? Okay, just I don't know why they made it so hard. Make it easy, people. Who are the sons of thunder? I, I had a quote in a paper that I put in uh, to one of my complex papers. Uh, and in the paper, I, I quoted Albert Einstein saying, if you have to explain it over and over again, you don't understand it. <laughs> like, wow. That's a good line. <laughs> I like that. Okay, so who are the sons of thunder? 
There you go. Figure it out. 972-445-0770. Or you can text in 214-210-8483. Or you can send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. Or you can stand outside your window and or your door and scream what the answer is. But I probably won't hear you. But you could. I'm not I'm not opposed to that. All right. Uh, ready for our final? Is there anything else that we're missing? We didn't really do DNA. We should just do DNA. Let's just do it real fast. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Uh, that's daily. That's even Saturday and Sunday, folks, just to let you know. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never, never, never. And A, always be ready. To serve. To serve, which means that you are aware, conscious, connected, sensitive to anything the Lord may or may not want to do, and also aware of other people, their world, their realms, their struggles, their pluses, their minuses, all of that, and thereby be a vehicle that the Lord can use to bless them. So that's your DNA. You should operate in that every day. Uh, Last on the question, and then we'll get into the teaching, who were the sons of thunder? If you think you know, you can call 972-445-0770. Text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, David, at hemusincrease.org. Yeah, this is one of my fave teachings in the sense that I've taught it multiple times. I still need to remember it. I'm one of those people that if you teach me five times, I just start to get it. Okay, It takes me just long, long, long time to figure it out. Luke chapter 10 Verse 41 and 42. I'm not going to give you the whole buildup. I'll just give you the storyline, and you'll be able to follow. This is Jesus. He's talking. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better. And it will not be taken away from her. Martha, Martha. Now, out there right now are people, and whether you're a guy or a gal, I don't care. Because some of you are Marthas and some of you are Marys. <laughs> and this is addressed to the Marthas. They think, well, a guy can't be Martha. Right. Okay. Martha was worried about too much. My wife says that I do that, so I guess I have that little Martha part. Martha was upset about too much. Wait a minute. Not just worried, okay? Because worried would mean implies there's a concern about what's going to happen and so on and so forth. Upset then goes beyond worry because you have, you're worrying. So now because you're worrying, you're upset. Each of these are the same exact uh, element, but to a different degree. They are a lack of control. That's what they are. You worry about things you cannot control. You get upset about them because that control becomes that much more clear to you. You are like, ooh, ooh. This is the problem, and I'm going to say this that you probably have never heard said this way. I just want to say it in the nicest possible way. Jesus said to Martha, you're freaking out. He's like, what is this like? Stop freaking out. <laughs> that's what he's saying. I know that's not how, because we think he talked like in King James language. Yeah, right. Because there was no King James language back then, right? It was Greek and it was Hebrew, and there was a mixture between Greek and Hebrew in the culture. And he's just like going, oh, ch- chill. 
chill, chillax, relax, all that stuff. Any phrase you want to use, that's what Jesus was saying. He's like, oh. And the phrase that we use sometimes, slow down, Sparky. It's like, why? Because she was upset because why they were serving and Jesus was there. And what is it that when they were serving, what is it that people who are Martha's, what do they want to do? And I do this terribly. They want to make everything perfect. <laughs> Jesus is like, okay, stop. There's nothing wrong with wanting to do something well. There's something wrong with someone wanting to do something so well that if it doesn't go perfect, you just freak out, right? Ask my wife how she has to deal with me. Just watch this now. Forget forget the radio show. That's That's even secondary. I've been in school for 10 years. I have 213, 212 credits. I have 209 credits at an A and three credits at an A minus, and I have nine credits left. What do you think I'm trying to do in these last three credits? Just going to throw it out there. What do you think my one of my goals is? I'm looking to finish strong, <laughs> right? Because if it's not perfect, then every time I say I'm a doctor, I'm going to go, I did get an A minus. <laughs> now, how stupid is that? Don't you have to tell me? My wife just looks at me. And she's like, she knows it's dumb. You know what's worse? I know it's dumb, but I do it anyway. Instead of just, and, and can you imagine somebody going, I, "I'm a doctor," except I got an A minus. <laughs> Nobody does that. I probably will, but nobody else. I'm just saying. So Mary chooses what's better, right? Because, you know, she chooses to do this really weird thing. What? Get this. She sits at the master's feet and doesn't let anything distract, watch this word, or ensnare her. She doesn't let anything distract or ensnare her. In other words, she's not going to get distracted by the Lord or anything else except for the Lord. She's sitting at his feet. Do you know what that means when you sit at somebody's feet? So let's say you're somebody's in a chair. I'm just giving you the example. Somebody's in a chair, and you're sitting at their feet. Nothing where you're just like listening to everything they have to say. There is no outside interference in your circumference that can distract you because you're sitting at the person's feet looking at the person's face. That's how we should be doing it with the Lord, especially when he's teaching, especially when he's talking, especially when he's training us, especially when we're spending time with him, which is why you hear me argue and yell and, and go nutty cuckoo about having separated time, which is non-distracted time with the Lord. No distractions, nothing allowed. And Mary's choice is forever, forever, the Gospels are forever, forever honored as the best choice. And the Father will make sure that nobody takes that away from Mary ever. <laughs> you sit there and you think, wow, I, 
I think I need to be more like Mary. We all need to be more like Mary. We all need to choose wisely, grasshopper. We need to do a better job because if you sit at the feet of Jesus and you're listening to him, he has words of life, and everything else is, in fact, something that you worry about, something that I worry about, something we get upset about, and a distraction. But we should choose what Mary's doing. Now, <clears throat> Martha has a, a great capacity as a believer. So I, I'm not diminishing her capacity as a believer. And I don't think the Lord is doing that either. I think he's pointing out that we can get so caught up in the things that we're doing and the things around us that we lose sight of what God considers important. Not what we consider important, what God considers important. It's not as important to have the meal go well. It's more important for the people to hear the truth. It's not important for the, everything to be perfect in, the, in the, the service. It's more important to listen to God. Boy, if churches just did that, oh my goodness, churches would be on fire. If it didn't have to be a perfect service and they were just interested in hearing what Jesus had to say. Wouldn't that be a fantastic church to go to? Well, I don't know if we're doing this, this, or this, but we're going to listen to Jesus. Okay, love it, right? I'm only sharing this stuff with you so that you can know I get it. <laughs> I'm there. I need more Mary than Martha. Boy, I'm going to get home. My wife's just going to lay that on me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Giving her ammo. That probably wasn't brilliant, was it? All right. Uh, who were the sons of thunder? That was the question. Who were the sons of thunder? That'd be James and John were the sons of thunder, for those of you that did not know. Again, happy birthday to Al for tomorrow. Everybody be blessed. Please pray for everybody in the audience to find great recovery. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 72-and-a-half-hour break, and then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spinanity. Talk to you then. Views and opinions expressed in the preceding program are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.